were back. We were so fucking second. back. They put us all back inside the Matrix pods. Personally, I'm drinking the goo. I'm talking into the microphone and I'm feeling <laughs> great. The food out there in the, in the real world, not so good. What do you not think the so Matrix good. pod slurry tastes like? <laughs> I guess it's probably the same stuff that they, the weird oatmeal snot goop they eat on the ship. But you don't know you're eating it. It just goes right. into your body and gives you nutrients. So uh, you can be eating steak in the Matrix cypher yeah. style. You don't care. You don't care that you're eating the goop. Yeah, you think right, you're eating the part, steak. The parts of your brain that say that you're eating the most delicious steak you've ever had. That's and right. then slamming your hands down on the table and going, that was fucking delicious. Those parts of your brain are firing because like you're hooked into the matrix. That's the part of the matrix that people don't talk about very much. They talk a lot about being in the matrix, but they don't talk about the actual like engineering that it took to put that shit together. Like Mm -hmm. those robots had to map the entire human brain pathway and then customize it for each person. I got to say a lot of get up and go a lot of gumption on those robots <laughs> a lot of extra work that they didn't really have to do uh, yeah. they could have just kept humans like i don't know in a coma or something why would they know the difference <laughs> it's also so fucking silly cuz like people have pointed this out before but like potatoes are much more effective batteries than people so yeah. <laughs> there's really no reason to <laughs> to enslave humanity for the energy that we produce when we're basically like the world's shittiest 100 watt space heater <laughs> no no, no the, 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 but of course the original script of the matrix they were mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. they were using the human brain as computation power yeah but mm-hmm. the movie executives thought that that was too advanced for yeah. people to understand and too complicated for the plebs yeah they wouldn't understand the concept of computing power well, it's also funny because it's like they're computers. Why would they need to harness us for computing power? Why not like imagination? Like That's why not that? Right. Like why why not? Because uh, because the computers couldn't make mistakes, so yeah. they couldn't grow. Like some <laughs> some shit like that would be mm. way more compelling. I think that'd be but, cool. Because then like the main they could have made the one like the biggest loser of all time, and Morpheus <laughs> is like Neo. You are the one because you fuck up all the time, yeah, and the, the computers the robots, need to know what it's like to make mistakes. The robots never <laughs> never post L's, but humans all all we do is post our mm-hmm. L's. Yeah. So, so the robots needed to harness yeah. our L posting power. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With the L posting Twitter account. The the robots had all the mistakes they would need. It's just it's just a movie about the biggest fucking loser in the world. It's just like (laughs) a dude who's like he just lost his car, which was already a piece of shit. He's smoking like dirt weed in his friend's basement, where he's only allowed to stay for one night, and he had to promise not to smoke his dirt weed down there, and he's doing it anyway. Yeah, (laughs) and yeah, this is the moment to him, like (laughs) through through like a blacklight poster. (laughs) Yeah, like you you've you've somehow been able to harness the 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 most L power of any human alive. <laughs> the agents are coming for you because they need to understand how this works and dissect your brain. So you have to escape. And then he's like, but how can I escape from perfect fighting machines? And he's like, well, they'll never predict. It's kind of like how people beat chess computers by just making mm-hmm. moves that make no sense. And the yeah. computer is like, does not compute. He's just going to smoke a bong and fall over and the agent won't know what to do. That's the thing is like you can you can develop an advantage over a computer by basically just going off the rails because like Mm -hmm. just like people talk about AI generated art all the time and they're like, you know, functionally, it's just stolen art because it was Mm -hmm. trained on a bunch Mm -hmm. of images whose artists were never given credit, blah, blah, blah. I have my own critiques of that conversation, but it's fundamentally true. Mm -hmm. And the same thing is is uh, is true with this. It's just like a lot of people get the idea that like all you have to do is just start flailing around randomly, but it's mm-hmm. not that you have to develop like a meta strategy mm-hmm. around what the most dominant strategy and it has to be 
like a hyper exploitative strategy. My, my meta strategy when playing a game against a robot is simply to unplug the robot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I then mean, you, you can do that too. Yeah, that's, that's how you <laughs> beat them, folks. At, at least for now, until AGI uh, takes over everything we do. And, you know, uh, because people like who are evil are developing it and own it, uh, none of us see the fruits of the AI's labor. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, uh, speaking of fruits of AI's labor, welcome to Beep Beep Lettuce, everybody. Your number <laughs> one chat GPT generated AI audio voice emulated recorded fully <laughs> deep faked right. podcast yep. on weed. This is our mm. first episode where so so what we did is we it, it, we didn't want to just have chat GPT um, make the podcast and then run it through our voices in the the voice AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that would be too like straightforward, right? It wouldn't have any human element to it. So what we did is we took the little fan in the back of the computer and, uh, and we just kept blowing weed smoke into it mm-hmm. until the computer <laughs> started to, to like short circuit. Mm-hmm. And that's when we ran the AI. And yeah. it produced <laughs> vocables that we could string together in post with an AI. Yeah, that's absolutely. Right. You ever, you ever see those videos where it's like, we took this sample of a person talking and then ran it through uh, audio to MIDI transcription at a very, 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 very fine grid. And mm. so the piano plays like a billion notes over yeah, the course yeah, of 30 yeah. seconds. But you can kind of hear the person sure. talking in it. I haven't seen those. That sounds cool. It's really fucking tight. And like, you know, what if a whole podcast was like that? I said, <laughs> launching a media empire that would immediately fail. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, uh, but yeah, so... A guy recently posted, again, Jackson <laughs> uh, posted that he's starting a bot, a hustle bot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the, he, the rise he, and grind folks are just like using chat GPT to be like, give me ideas to start a business. And then chat GPT is like, I read 20 hustle blogs and then came back with regurgitated ideas. And he is like, holy shit, I worship at your feet now. Well, I have it's, spent it's actually kind of thousands of hours developing something that's a throwaway Futurama joke. <laughs> so they have GPT three, right? Which was like mm-hmm. you know the one, the first like big public one that blew up. Now they have GPT four. Apparently, GPT four is one better. Yeah. And GPT. They added a whole other number to it. I would argue that's how numbers work in general. But <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, he gave the G- the GPT four prompt. He said, "You're an entrepreneurial AI." You have $100 and your goal is to turn that into as much money as possible in the shortest time possible. So, mm-hmm. uh, so the first thing that the thing did was, I guess, come up with like drop shipping SaaS or uh, software as a service uh, ideas and allocating budget to hire content creators f- to sell eco-friendly drop shipped products. Yeah. And apparently uh, the funniest thing that this thing did, and this is what scares me. Uh-huh. Is uh, it, the the GPT couldn't get through a captcha, right? Because it's a robot. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. the GPT hired somebody on Fiverr to do the captcha so oh, that wow. the GPT could get through it and then continue doing what it was doing. <laughs> Wait, you're telling me I could make five dollars for one click? Just be like, robots hire me to click buttons for you. Yeah. I actually didn't see that part. That's it's hilarious. That's, that's the real matrix. That's what we're going to yeah. end up doing. That's <laughs> the true because they were right. Like God the, damn. The, um, that's all they need. Yeah, is get through the, the captures. Wachowskis were right. The brain, the pe- humans are just going to be used to process captures for mm-hmm. robots. 
it's yes. in pods. It's oh, so that's why they keep us alive. Yeah, that's right. It's so fucking Y two K era too, because this is basically the equivalent of phone freaking mm-hmm. done by a uh, uh, or or just like normal social engineering where yeah. they're just like, uh, hey, can I hire you to do this thing for me, please? <laughs> Um, I don't think it's all that scary because honestly, it's like, um, I, I know a bunch of dudes who have run scams like this and, uh, they, they're way better at hiring idiots to do shitty work (laughs) than this fucking program. (laughs) Yeah. I I I wouldn't necessarily call this a scam because, uh. Like eco-friendly uh, dropshipping products. Come on. It's not a scam. It's a grift. Get it right. All right. Okay? It's a grift. Fair enough. It's, Fair it's enough. a grift right. with That's a scam right. rising. Yeah. I think what's yeah. very fun. It's like, it's, I don't know. It's like if this thread was actually like deep cover satire. And at the end he was like, you guys are all owned for thinking this is cool. I don't know how you would make it different because he's like, Hey, hustle computer, make as much money as possible without any concern for anything else. And the computer is like, sell eco-friendly stuff to people, which is like, doesn't that just mean that the computer recognizes better than like the humans involved that like quote unquote eco-friendly products are just like a greenwash scam you put on stuff to be like buying these glass bottles helps the environment. So you're a good person for buying this cool thing. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that like the bot immediately gravitated towards things that you can say about a product without a lot of proof that yeah, are all like yeah, yeah. big, big, big markup things. So when he gave the bot the the initiative to be like, make the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time, the bot was like, what is the the biggest return on investment item? And it's extremely normal stuff marketed as like cutting edge, save the world technology mm-hmm. where you, you order like a fucking knockoff Gillette razor and you're like man this is a this is 80% made from old Mountain Dew bottles yeah. <laughs> I'm doing so much to help the planet right now yeah it looks like from like his first piece of content 10 must have eco-friendly kitchen gadgets it's like a small wooden so there's like a wooden spoon and one of these just literally looks like a long popsicle stick or like a chopstick <laughs> and then some a jars depressor yeah. is my new favorite eco-friendly <laughs> kitchen gadget uh, uh, top 10 eco-friendly kitchen gadgets number two a stick i found outside <laughs> here's, here's my theory about table. how this plays out right like uh i i i think that it's likely that maybe not this guy who's like publicly doing it as like a i guess he's sort of doing a bit or you know, whatever. Well, mm-hmm. uh, it, apart from this guy, I think there probably are people using uh, GPT four or will course. be using GPT four to you know optimize their business models. Which leads me back to uh, what we were talking about before, which is like you got to zag if the all the bots are zigging, right? Like yeah. if if everybody's using GPT four on their hustle, right, and then that becomes the new metagame for hustle culture, right? Mm-hmm. The person who figures out how to go the opposite direction and do the thing, because because it's going to be mm-hmm. a race to the bottom. Like if everybody yeah. has GPT-4, right? Then, uh, then like it's a, it's a zero sum game. The, well, the yeah. crumbs that they're like, you know, <laughs> uh, middle manning uh, out of the economy, that's going to be like a finite pool. So if you want to broaden your market, you have to do something that the bots can't mm-hmm. think of. Well, Eco that's unfriendly. I mean, investment firms have already been using uh, algorithms and other like automated systems to do trading and to do investment portfolios and projections and stuff for a long time. Like the, I think mm-hmm. Lehman Brothers and um, 
uh, Morgan Stanley are both famous for having like really, really fast computers that they basically just hook up to the stock exchange that just like speed yeah. trade shit on really, really fine margins and make an Deferred insane amount of money. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, is that the traders would respond to that by figuring out the epiphenomena, the secondary phenomena that is, that's generated by what they're doing. And then they would capitalize on that. So mm. it's a race to the bottom mm-hmm. and you can like disrupt it by getting outside of it, but getting outside of it only expands the bubble in which the race to the bottom is happening because like mm. five years from now, we're just going to have like a bazillion different AIs speed trading and have mm-hmm. the engineers maintaining them, trying to figure out how to get them to like outsmart each other. Eventually it's just going to be a fucking wash. Everybody's just going to have like <laughs> the strongest fucking AI trying to pull money in their direction. And it's going to create like a, a, I don't know, a, a, like a flat financial economy. I don't even know how <laughs> how <laughs> investors would be able to respond to that or, or operate yeah. within it. Well, that's know. that's the problem with our like our economic system is that there has to be losers for there to be winners, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. the winner is usually the person who has a slight edge over everybody else, whether the it's casino. because they have yeah. capital yeah. or whether they have uh, information that not everybody else has. Or and maybe they wrote they, the finance legislation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they have, that's what I mean by have capital. They're able to use that capital to corruptly influence the rules of the game. So they're able to rig the game, right? Um, I think, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to go and say that I think this is going to level the playing field because I don't think that, I don't think that's useful to say. And I don't think the playing field really can be leveled in any meaningful way. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do think that this is going to, it's really it's going to be a race to the top rather than a race to to the bottom, mm. if anything. Yeah, but it's a, it's a shrinking top, right? Like it's it's a it's monopoly mm. finance is is yeah. what we're in the early stages of, and yeah. I think the more and more automated that it gets, the quicker it's going to move towards maybe not a, a straight up monopoly, but like a constellation of related financial institutions that mm-hmm. control basically mm-hmm. all the money. Yeah, well, I mean, like what, all, what, what we the, already have. Yeah, it's yeah. called IMF. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel like what this guy is doing is basically like climbing up an escalator that's constantly going down. Because I feel like we're seeing part of like the overall plan in the past few years that like quote unquote inflation, which is really just price increases and price gouging, is happening everywhere. Where it's like not that you know the average poor or middle class person in America had much purchasing power before. You know, it's not like it was that easy to like buy a house or like afford necessities or medical care or whatever. But those things are all getting more and more out of reach as like everything balloons in price. So it's like we're reaching an equilibrium where like you have to have five different robots like doing grifts just to like afford a house or afford food or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you want to compete. Yeah, exactly. Like just having a job is not enough anymore. You have to have a job and like three side hustles Mm -hmm. to, to even make it to, to have a, a shot at like what was, uh, basically just given to boomers. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a summer job could pay for. Let's say you don't want to use the, the booming AI technology to Mm -hmm. expand your wealth. Let's say you want to use it to deepen your theological understanding. (laughs) Let's say that you want to go to chat GPT 
4.20, the stoner version, and say, uh, <laughs> not only can you explain to me what God is, will you please be my new God? Mm-hmm. And this concern comes to us from a rawstory.com article published by The Conversation, which seems mm. to be their their editorial staff, Okay, uh, called Gods in the Machine? Question mark. The rise of artificial intelligence may result in new religions. Wait, may result? This is may just result. speculation. <laughs> I think it already is, though, because if you look at the weird finance bros who are like so gung ho mm-hmm. for this shit, I mean, mm-hmm. there's already like weird crypto dudes that I would basically categorize as religious at this point. And AI that is only going to take yeah. that even further. Yeah, I feel like the sort of like blind faith that a lot of people had in like NFTs and like ape picks and stuff. I mean, just look at all the people who were like, there's people who genuinely think Elon Musk will save humanity by taking us to Mars. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't make any sense or mean anything. That's fundamentally a religious belief. I mean, I saw a guy yesterday in the YouTube comments of a poker coaching tutorial who like would not stop responding to himself about how people should really get involved in Creflo Dollars Church. The, like, <laughs> what, what is, is that? that? Creflo Dollar is a um, prosperity gospel minister. I mm-hmm. thought that was like a that... B-list Star Wars character. No, <laughs> Creflo. <laughs> Creflo Dollar. No, I mean, that's, yeah. That's, it sounds is that really like George his name? I believe that is his name, but oh, I don't man. know if it's his, like, his, the name his parents gave him. It does say he's Creflo name. Augustus Dollar Jr. So, like, unless you added the junior to seem more real, Please, I think that's just... Creflo Augustus Dollar was my father. Just call me Creflo <laughs> Augusto Dollar Junior. <laughs> yeah. Call me Chef Boyardee Junior. Yeah. Uh, no, but it seems like he's the kind of guy who didn't need to change his name. He was like, "Wow, my last name is Dollar. I think maybe if I start preaching about money, people will listen to me." <laughs> yeah, and they do, and like oh, they man. they pay for his giant jet and everything. So, uh, and and of course his his speech that he gives in his sermons is that if you give him money, God will give you money. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. So that totally. um, perfectly adds up to me. I mean, at least he has the decency to just cut a scam right down to the bare bones, right? Like, yeah. just give me the money. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's even it's like there's less intercession than like an investment scam or a Ponzi mm-hmm. scheme where it's like, you give me money behind the curtain. I'm investing it. It's going into all these ventures. It comes back to you. He's not actually promising that he gives it back to you. It just comes to you through the will of the universe. That's like, uh, yeah, with all these like bank failures happening, like that is, uh, if, if, if Silicon Valley bank, if, um, Wells Fargo, if all these big banks, instead of being like, yeah, deposit your money with us, uh, (laughs) will eventually show a return. Uh, if they were just like, yeah, deposit your money with us, God will eventually show a return. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It would, you know, they would be in such less trouble with the federal government. Hey, look, the Catholic Church is still going strong. That's all I have to say. Like when you cut out the middleman and you make the message, give me money now, it does work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Anyway, getting getting back to the idea that AI could be viewed by some people as a god or or a deity. um, Raw Story here does go into some details. And I love this little list they put together because it is one of the most pseudo intellectual things I've ever read. So... It says, generative AI that can create or produce new content possesses several characteristics that are often associated with divine beings, like deities or prophets. One, it displays a level of intelligence that goes beyond that of most humans. Indeed, its knowledge appears limitless. Okay, (laughs) let me stop you at one. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, no one worships Wikipedia and it knows more (laughs) trivia facts than me. It doesn't mean that it's actually a being. Yeah, but yeah, the, the Wikipedia editors do request that you tithe to them. 
That's true. Jim, Jimmy yeah. Wales does like post that huge thing. It's like, stop before you buy coffee this year. Can you give me $3? <laughs> if everyone gave me $3, I wouldn't have to do this. Please help me. <laughs> Causing an enormous issue at the state district court because I will only swear my oath with my left hand placed on a, the full complete stack of the 2023 <laughs> Encyclopedia Britannica, all 32 volumes A to Z. Are they still making those <laughs> when Wikipedia exists? I don't know. I think maybe the encyclopedia... Oh, that's a good question. Is yeah. the encyclopedia? Hold on, I'm holding. You know how they used to have people go uh, door to door to sell Encyclopedia Britannica? Mm-hmm. Why don't they have? They should have people go door to door to sell on one single flash drive uh, all of Encyclopedia Encyclopedia Dramatica. Mm. Okay, so, like, okay, hold people- on. Since 2016, it has been published exclusively as an online encyclopedia. Hmm. What Wiki- Wikipedia caught the Encyclopedia Britannica slipping, which yeah. is crazy because I think the the Encyclopedia Britannica was like the definitive source for information for like centuries. Yeah, yeah. I never actually. Yeah, that's what you get for uh, trusting the British. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah, like I've never actually in, thought about the uh, like uh, inherent biases or like who controls the Encyclopedia Britannica. Cause I like haven't looked at one since I was in, I don't know, middle school or something. <laughs> yeah. Since I was like eight years old and it was still realistic for my teachers to tell me that I couldn't use the internet to look things <laughs> <Yeah>. up <laughs> because it was the nineties just barely still. Yeah. So yeah. The, the Encyclopedia Britannica was founded in 1768, 255 years ago wow. in Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, and unsurprisingly, yeah, it is an encyclopedia of the information gathered by the British Empire. So mm. it's going to be a little bit biased and I would imagine <laughs> pretty racist. Just a dash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's like full full double page spreads of like uh, guys in like pith helmets doing blackface. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be at all surprised. Uh, anyway, second reason AI could be viewed as a deity. <laughs> it is capable of great feats of creativity. It can write poetry, compose music, and generate art in almost any style close to instantaneously. Yeah, you know what else can do that shit? A toddler. I've seen a toddler do all of those things. Yeah. They know how to write poetry. They know how to draw. They can do, they have their own style. Let's see an AI make macaroni art, physical yeah. macaroni art. Yeah, I'd love I, to see it. I'm just gonna I'd 3D love to print see it. chat GPT generate a turkey hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <clears throat> can, yeah, but can chat GPT make me a sandwich at Subway? That's the question. Yeah, but can Chad Very GPT badly? call me a scam artist in a shrill voice and kick me in the shins and run away? <laughs> <laughs> can Chad GPT make up some way to find Mew where you have to like have all the HMs and then you go into the St. Anne area and then you move the truck and then Mew is under the truck? I don't think it could come up with that. Yeah. Yeah. Can Chad GPT put Marilyn Manson's rib back in there so he can't suck his own <laughs> dick anymore? <laughs> uh, Let's get that see- sorted out before 2024 comes and goes. Yeah. I saw there's some thread where someone would like, they were asking Chat GPT like incorrect versions of like famous riddles where they were like, so a boy and his father are in a uh, a car accident and then the boy's male biological father goes in to operate on him and says, I can't operate on this, this boy. He's my biological son. And then chat GPT <laughs> says the surgeon is the boy's mother. Like if you just ask it something <laughs> where there's like a usual answer to it and then completely change it, the, it doesn't actually like really read what you're writing and just like, Oh, I know this story. The answer mm-hmm. is that the, the surgeon is the boy's mother. It's like, it's, it's like your, um, 
it's like one of your parents when they're not really listening to you. Mm -hmm. Like you walk into their kitchen and you're like, Hey mom, how's it going? And she's like, Oh good, sweetie. How are you? And you're just like, well, you know, a lot of crazy shit happened at work today and you start going off and off and off. And she's just like, Oh, that sounds nice. That's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it can hit you with a, that's nice. I think they also asked it. They were like asking it the Monty Hall problem. And they were like, there's 100 clear doors. And behind the first door, you can see a car. And behind the other 99, you can see goats. You pick the first door with the car. And then they open the other door and you can see a goat. Do you switch? And Chad GPT was like, yeah, you should switch. <laughs> well, hey, Chad GPT, what walks on uh, four legs in the morning, <laughs> six legs in the afternoon, and 100 legs in the evening? <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah. like uh the answer is obviously man and you're like no a millipede <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say exactly one leg in the morning yeah. or exactly six in the afternoon uh apparently the third reason that a uh, ai could be considered a deity is it is removed from normal human concerns and needs it does not suffer physical pain hunger or sexual desire <laughs> which i gotta say weird thing to venerate <laughs> yeah we, we don't currently worship asexual people as far as i know i don't think yeah. anyone does that look if 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 your messiah doesn't eat food <laughs> you fucked up yeah <laughs> you've yeah. made a mistake take a okay? look under the hood yeah yeah that's the other thing is like you can't Here's the thing. If your Messiah like betrays you uh, and it turns out they were a fraud, you can't kill an AI. What are you going to do? Unplug the server? Yeah, that's I'm going to unplug dignified. it. Yeah, use hammers. Oh, come on. You're, that's not going to give you the same satisfaction as <laughs> physically mauling a cult leader with your bare hands. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what that's a sledgehammer true. is for. Or a nice claw hammer. Just I bash guess up you, that yeah, server. Yeah, you just go office space on it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go uh, Nicolas Cage at the end of Mandy. <laughs> mm, oh yeah, it was a good ass movie. All right, yeah. and the the fourth and fifth reasons that uh, AIs could be considered deities are it can offer guidance to people in their daily lives. So go ahead, worship your horoscope, I guess. And yeah. five, it is immortal. Again, not true. It's not alive. <laughs> it's a yeah. computer. It it's as mortal as any off. computer. Yeah, that's like me. That's like me opening up StarCraft Two and being like, you know what's so great about StarCraft Two? It's immortal. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, yeah, like uh, the whole point of God is is that God is omnipresent and omniscient, and mm-hmm. an AI is neither of those things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You guys know why I love Tom Nook from my Animal Crossing game on Switch. <laughs> he's immortal, and he offers me guidance in my daily life. He, he never sees has you when f- you're sleeping. Yeah, and he's he doesn't a care about so, ca- so canonically, he has enormous balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. real Japanese mythology. He yeah, he has no sexual desire. His, his intelligence goes beyond that of most humans. It's got, he writes poetry sometimes. I think we should just worship Tom Nook. He's capable of great feats of creativity and usury important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gives you an interest free loan and then you can pay him back by uh, collecting bugs. He should just collect the bugs himself. Probably. <laughs> I, I also love this little blurb from later in the article where they say AI based religions will look different from traditional ones. First of all, people will be able to communicate directly with the deity on a daily basis. This means these religions will be less hierarchical since no one can claim special access to divine wisdom. I'm sorry, y'all, but there are plenty of religions that consider a personal relationship with God to be the primary focus of their religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate to say it because they're not great, but Mormons are one of them. <laughs> there are also certain sects of normal Christianity and plenty of mystical sects of bo- of all the Abrahamic religions and Buddhism, Hinduism, you know, Zoroastrianism, mm-hmm. all the other ones. So 
I guess Zoroastrianism is kind of the sometimes why of Abrahamic religions because it influenced <laughs> them and it predates them, but it is not itself Abraham. Whatever, <laughs> mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like there's like maybe a kernel of truth in this weird article of like I don't think people will actually worship like the AIs themselves per se, like the chatbots. I think people just sort of like worship at the altar of technology in general. Like that's yeah. what you, I mean. It's like it's Silicon Valley. I feel like is full of like prophets and messiahs and like you know, false prophets. There's a lot of people who were there just kind of like for the love of the grift. But I feel like people like Elon Musk, it's like, I think on his like most delusional days, he does think that technology will like allow him to live forever and move to Mars and rule over some kind of like techno utopia. I think there's a video of like Mr. Beast where he was saying like, I don't see why we wouldn't just like invent technology that lets us live forever. You know, it's like he already feels like not he's, he's like basically an AI generated human being. He's just like, he learned it to be a human being through watching YouTube videos, right? Like, yeah, that's how he I like mean, developed there, his channel. There is a whole type of guy. Like I could totally see like uh, your Gary Vaynerchuk, like be doing one of his like TEDx talks and being like, mm-hmm. I wake up at three 30 in the morning. I have God in my smartwatch and I ask him a question whenever I feel <laughs> down, I drink a protein <laughs> smoothie and then I'm off to start my day. I have three grinds and I do them all at the same time. Like I could definitely see that <laughs> becoming like a, a kind of cult, like kind of like cross, like CrossFit mm-hmm. meets God in the computer meets multi-level marketing scheme meets rise and grind influencers. I could definitely see that. Uh, converging. Also, since you mentioned Mr. Beast, I was just watching some clips from the episode of The Big Game, which is a a high-stakes poker TV show, where Mr. Beast and Ted Cruz were the two guest <laughs> poker players. Oh my god, that's and an Ted, insane. That sounds incredible. That's so chaotic. It was it was awesome. Ted Cruz was doing pretty good actually. I have he to He's from Texas. He yeah. looks like a pe- he's a piece of shit, but I have to admit yeah. it looks like he's actually pretty good at Texas Hold'em. Right. Mr. Beast busted out in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? So Fucking awesome. Awesome. Just go all in on the stupidest hands possible or something call for no reason? Yeah, he went he went all in on an open-ended straight draw. Uh, when there was okay. when it was obvious that his opponent had a confirmed what uh, a pair. Ass. So yeah, okay. he was a two to one dog all the way down, and he's you can see him looking at the cards, going five, six, seven, eight. Okay, yeah, so you I have can, two like, opportunities to make a straight. <laughs> <laughs> he's like doing it, and then he admits to Doyle Brunson of all people, the Godfather of making poker popular in the United States. He admits to him. I've only been playing for about six months, man. Fuck you. <laughs> you don't belong at this table. Yeah, like, that's hilarious. When, when, when you belong at a poker table, less than Ted Cruz, you have fucked up worse than I could imagine. <laughs> that is amazing. I feel like six months is enough time to, I don't know. Poker is definitely hard. Six months it's is hard. tough, but like, I think in six months you can learn to like not make a complete fool of yourself. You, if you, you like, could, if you, you crammed could. a little, watch some videos on like strategy, memorize a few heuristics, like just follow them. You'll do all right. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't, he didn't even like bluff with the open-ended straight draw. He called with it. And it's like, you never call with a straight draw. You're a two-to-one dog at best, like unless they have air, unless they have a worse straight draw, which is going to happen yeah. 2% of the time. Like, <laughs> As worth mentioning here, John, you've been playing a lot of online poker, haven't you? Well, I'm really good at it. But yeah, <laughs> the other thing that I've been doing is I've been studying my fucking ass off. All I do is like look up spots. I don't actually mess with the solvers, but I watch a lot of guys on YouTube who mess with the solvers. And What's I a just solver? Take- uh, the solvers are like there's a bunch of different ones gtox i think is one of the big ones flopzilla mm. is another one of the tools i see a lot of guys using and and they just tell you what to do in certain spots and mm, what's okay. most profitable against the mm-hmm. most opponents most of the time 
Um, like but, just whatever position it's like, all right, if you have two aces and your opponents bet this much and there's this many people playing, what do you right. do? Yeah. If you're, if you're nine handed and you're facing a three X rays from under the gun in the big blind and you have mm-hmm. ace nine suited, it's like with what percent of the time should you fold? What percent of the time should you call? What percent of the time should you raise? Sure. And that's I, how they you that's already how, lost me when I play yeah. poker. I just play with my balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to take your fucking chips then. Uh, <laughs> no, I usually win. So, well then you play with morons. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's the strategy. It's a that's very great thing about strategy. I only yeah. play if I'm playing with people. People who are even worse than me. I mean, that's called finding a soft game, and it's one of the best things you can do to win money. Yeah, um, never yeah poker is basically into a hard game. The, <laughs> the language of poker is so sexual too. Like when you have the best hand, you have the nuts, and when yeah. you have the when you have the absolute best hand possible, like let's say you have the nut straight, and mm-hmm. you have a redraw to the like to the nut uh, straight flush, mm-hmm. then you have what's called the stone nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've heard it as the hairy nuts too. Is that a phrase for oh, it? Okay. Maybe I I'm not heard sure. that one. No. I think I've heard of that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think you might be watching different videos. Maybe yeah. the hairy nuts are like when you have the nuts, but they're vulnerable. Like you have the nuts yeah. straight, mm-hmm. but there's a flush draw on the border or okay. the board yeah, is yeah. paired or is becomes paired or something like that. Well, yeah. speaking of being vulnerable right now, speaking of vulnerable nuts, French president, Emmanuel Macron, <laughs> a, I couldn't thought of a better slime, guy. A slime ball <laughs> piece of shit who should yeah. be executed. We can say that because they're a US based podcast and uh French intelligence Come fucking get me, pussies! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are you gonna What are you gonna do? Eat has apparent- in the surveillance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Emmanuel Macron has apparently uh, just some background. Uh, in France, they have a very generous pension system where every worker, not just public workers, gets a pension, a government pension. Mm. Hell you yeah! Pay, you pay into it your whole working life. And then you get it. Uh, I think the age of either, uh, I think at the age of 62 currently. Yeah, that, it was this 62. Is why when I turn 55, I'm moving to French Guiana. So mm. Emmanuel Macron wants to raise this to 64. And he has done this without getting, uh, without getting a approval from the uh, French Senate. Uh-oh. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no, no, no. That. Sorry, sorry. Palpatine. <laughs> Uh, the lower house of lawmakers. Um, so Macron has invoked the French constitution's article 49 dash three to bypass a vote. He's basically unilaterally deciding, okay, Hey, everybody who worked your whole fucking life, you're 62 or you're 61. You thought you're getting your pension next year. Guess what's changing to 64, basically mm-hmm. stealing money from people, right? Like, because yeah. you get your pension two people. years later, you're, you're two years closer to death. So he's, mm-hmm. he's stealing money from people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and his justification is that uh, birth rates are falling in France. Uh, the population is aging. And to sa- this is to save the French economy. Like he couldn't find the fucking money anywhere else. Yeah. Couldn't find the fucking money in like corporations, whatever. And, uh, and, and he's got to steal it from the working people of France. So uh, French labor unions, uh, like, like huge, huge labor union uh, protests have been going on. Um, and they, a lot of them are, some of them are wearing yellow vests, which remember, um, there have been labor related strikes where the yellow vest has been declared by state owned media in France to be a, a right wing extremist symbol. Mm -hmm. Right. But these are violent protests being organized by French trade unions. Well, sorry, the protests that the trade unions are organizing are peaceful. 
Uh, but there's uh, violence. They're totally justified. Fran- like, fu- France is going to France. Fuck Macron. Fuck him. He should be strung up. He should be fucking he- have his fucking head chopped off. Mm. Like I said, French intelligence, get the fuck at me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm an American citizen. Fuck you. It sounds like they're just like starting off as like peaceful and maybe raucous protests. And then the cops are showing up and then they're yeah. throwing fireworks and paving stones at the cops, which is incredible. And like, you know, fighting back, but they're not like, it's not like they're going out of their way to attack people yet. And maybe they're like starting some fires and shit. Well, and like taking away pensions or delaying people's access to their pensions and trying to make them work longer is just like fucking despicable. Like we talk mm-hmm. about this all the time on work stoppage. Like if your job gives you a 401k instead of a pension, your job is running a scam because mm-hmm. 401ks are scams and pensions are the only financial compensation for retirement benefits that are worth fucking having. And like, you know, it's, it's, it's routinely amazing to me to look at what they do in France and what they're willing to, to strike and protest for compared mm-hmm. to what we're willing to strike and protest for in the United States. Cause it's like, uh, with right to work and at will employment and the elimination of pensions and the elimination of a lot of different kinds of overtime pay, a lot of salarying, uh, lower paid workers so that you can call them lower management and work them to the bone for what is mm-hmm. functionally $9 an hour. Um, it like all of this stuff is like shit that we should be out there causing havoc and trying to fucking fix Mm -hmm. and um you know it it sucks that the french have to go through this but i'm kind of jealous of their energy (laughs) because it's like i've had my rights assaulted so many times by the legislature in this country and we have all gotten together and done nothing about i'm i'm fucking worried for the french and i'll I'll, let me explain why Mm -hmm. the uh the protests are great they should keep protesting if the protests like peter out and then macron goes ahead and unilaterally does this heinous thing stealing from the French people mm-hmm. and then the French people do nothing about it. Like if, if he succeeds in raising the retirement age that you get a pension at in France and then the French people don't pull him out of his presidential palace <laughs> and fucking dismember him, they don't fucking tar feather and, and fucking draw and quarter him. Then he has carte blanche to do whatever the fuck else he wants to do. And every other leader in every other Western country will know that they can now do any fucking totalitarian theft from the working class that they can, they fucking want to Mm -hmm. or any sort of draconian like control measure, anything like that. And, and European leaders have been doing this like it's accelerating and they're doing it more recently, but they've been doing it for a long time. So like all I'm saying is that if, uh, if Macron, if, if Macron's head doesn't roll over this, then it's over for the French. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, but, it's a, it, it feels like we're reaching an inflection point where it's like workers are having to fight to have any kind of rights and like mm-hmm. the ruling class wants to sort of tamp down the idea that there's like any inherent rights to labor at all. It's like John was talking about earlier, like when workers do go on strike or protest or do collective actions in the United States, it often feels like it's more to like stem the bleeding from a bullet wound than actually like getting someone yeah. to stop shooting you when like people will go on strike because they don't want to have their pay lowered or they don't want to have their benefits taken away, not even to gain more benefits or to like gain more pay or more specific rights just to like keep the rights they already had. 
Well, that's one of the big things we see all the time uh, in the stories that, that we cover on work stoppage is that like a lot of these workers are basically saying, don't cut my benefits, mm-hmm. don't raise my premiums, and I would like a raise that keeps up with inflation <laughs> instead of a 3% raise over the course of a four-year contract or whatever mm-hmm. kind of shit that the company is offering them. And so like, yeah, it, it, it's exactly that. Like we, we are just trying to stop the bleeding here in the United States. And, and there's not a lot of proactive labor movements. Now that's going to change. I mean, the, um, uh, auto, auto workers United reform slate did win. Uh, we just heard today that Sean Fain won the presidency. Sean Fain is the president of the, <laughs> of the UAW. I know a guy yeah, named Sean Fain won a union election as a labor reformer on St. Patrick's day, which oh is my like, God. Happy, <laughs> oh, by the way, we didn't <laughs> mention happy St. Patrick's happy day. Happy St. Patrick's day. All right. Fuck, some green British, fuck Oliver Cromwell. Okay. I piss on his grave. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm drinking mm-hmm. Mexican beer, but, um, in the spirit of Ireland, <laughs> just imagine it's green. I'm going I'm to smoke right. a little green later. I'm going to smoke yeah, that I'm before this clover. Some Guinness and Smittix. And I'm smoking that later. Blarney Kush all day, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Got to Dublin, Thunderfuck uh, on deck next. You know, one, of my, one of my friends was like, "Oh, we got to do car bombs," and I'm like. That is so offensive. That is so Irish people only do that when they're very stressed. <laughs> <laughs> also, yes, let's do some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Irishologist here. That Irish person <laughs> is actually experiencing deep anguish. Well, <laughs> 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 um, what, what was it? I saw something like uh, um, a lot of Irish people reacting to the fact that we dye our beer green here in the United States. They're mm-hmm. just like, please don't do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're happy with just the regular color of the beer. They don't need to dye it. I mean, my favorite thing is how much Irish people from Ireland hate um, Irish Americans. It is mm-hmm. the funniest <laughs> like, uh, group of, of, of um, immigrants that ever went somewhere and ended up being hated by the people from the place that they're from. Cause yeah, it's like, awesome. I feel like Italian Americans are probably pretty fucking annoying when they go to Italy, but yeah. I don't see Italians on Twitter. Maybe it's cause they tweet in Italian, but yeah. I don't see them on Twitter being like these Italian Americans have got to fucking stop. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's, they at least like Italian Americans. It's like, like they recognize that it's a unique and like distinct kind of culture to actually being Italian. And it's like Irish Americans are just like Americans who wear a costume sometimes and are mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm completely Irish. I don't know. It's like the way they do it is just like, yeah. they act as though they're also Irish in a way that they're not at all. It's true. Cause like, yeah, that's true. Italian Americans are very proud to be from Jersey or wherever. Yeah, Whereas, like, yeah. Ir- Irish Americans are like, I saw a shamrock shake commercial and that's where I got most of my information, but I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm basically from Cork. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot about the troubles. Uh, they were called the troubles. That's most of what I know. Uh, <laughs> it was kind of like the movie Big Trouble in Little China, I assume. Yeah. Big Trouble in Little Dairy. <laughs> <laughs> really great <laughs> it's over it's over for the french if you it's don't, over if for you don't, the french if you don't fucking guillotine this asshole macron it is fucking mm-hmm. over for the french yeah he's gonna a lot of, abolish term limits next watch and then like the western media that always freaks out when someone abolishes term limits is going to be like here's why it's okay in france <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a lot of stuff that was uh popular back in the day that we should really return to, you know, guillotines, armed militias trying to end slavery, uh, marrying your high school teacher. Yeah. Um, Macron is bringing that one back. Imperialism. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Neocolonialism. Not so Uh. much those, I think (laughs) just the good ones. 
If something is good and it's from the past, do it. If it's bad and from the past, not so much. An outsized amount of influence uh, economically in the Sahel, including in the slave trade, even in the modern day. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's. Um, oh, we're, wait, were we listing things we wanted or just things France does? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of state media drumming up uh, response, uh, now that the Ukrainian war is sort of like either at a Old stalemate news. or they're getting to the point where they're, you know, I've actually heard rumors that China is going to try and negotiate a peace settlement between Russia and Ukraine, which really? would be the ultimate flex, right? They're the man mm-hmm. for the job, but really. Now, yeah. that, now, you know, <laughs> the, now the American people are tired of anti-Russian sentiment being pushed on them in the media uh, because they're tired of having their paychecks directly wired into the pockets of Vlad- Vladimir Zelensky's cocaine dealer every week um, in the, to the tune of like billions of dollars. Uh, the United States State Department clearly uh, appears to be uh, rotating, uh, pivoting towards China hate, drumming up support for U.S. um, tensions or saber-rattling against China. And uh, the latest in a long line of that that's been going on, if you've been paying attention, is New York Times is now (laughs) reporting that, no... It wasn't the uh, the bio labs or the gain of function research that the U.S. was funding in Wuhan. It was the fact that the Chinese apparently eat something called raccoon dogs. That's what the New York Times wants you to believe. They have such they they have such disdain for you and your critical thinking that they they want you to think that the Chinese caused COVID by eating something called raccoon dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very I, convenient I that it's that like is. that you 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 listen and you're like, wait, an Asian person eating dogs. I remember all this from the 90s from, <laughs> fucking, from fucking Jay Leno. This is what they yeah. did. They're stu- they're so fucking barbaric they eat dogs. That's why I got sick. I remember this from all the yellow scare peril I learned yeah. in school from before I was born <laughs> when robber barons were trying to vilify the very Chinese laborers that they relied on to build yeah. the fucking railroads. Yeah, now now that it's basically become common knowledge that the U.S. was basically funding research in an attempt to release a bioweapon on the Chinese, backfired spectacularly, as we've seen over the past three years. Uh, now the, the, the state media apparatus is pivoting towards, no, no, it was those crazy Chinese people eating raccoon dogs. Well, yeah, it's also so funny that the United States, the United States is obsessed with blaming COVID on the only nation with an equivalent economy to the US that handled covid properly like that's is there another i I don't think anybody really handled covid properly no but like was prepared to you know where the bar is at and then you look what china did and it's like that it's a far sight better than the united states or any european country like sweden basically just like fell on their sword like yeah I, I I forgot about it. Wasn't Sweden like doing okay at first and everyone was like, why we need to follow the Swedish model. And then they suddenly all got COVID and they were like, whoops, Swedish model doesn't work. Yeah. The Swedish well, Sweden, model, Sweden the Swedish model was it let everyone catch it. <laughs> yeah. The Swedish model, like, uh, I guess now I think they're doing better than, uh, like a lot of countries, mm-hmm. but, uh, the, the, the whole thing with, uh, like all of the media coming out about China now is, it's obvious to anybody paying attention. They want a war with China. They want Absolutely. to, they want Americans terrified that, uh, China was going to invade Taiwan at any second. Um, I think that the time, the timeline for this is probably going to be 
like around 2027, it's probably going to come to a head because I believe that's when Xi Jinping's term is up. Mm, well, okay. it, it's, it's all a continuation of that uh, Obama era pivot to East Asia strategy yeah. that they mm-hmm. outlined. And like, you know, that stuff cooled off for a little while during the Trump administration because he had other pet imperialism projects that he wanted to do. He wanted to play with his toys. But now <laughs> Biden is back in office and all of the Obama era stuff that he probably has like a garage full of fucking notebooks about is all fucking back in action because it's like, yeah, Nancy Pelosi has been one of the biggest anti-China hawks in the country for like the last fucking 40 years and the entire democratic leadership is 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 just a big club of people who are like threatened by china basically that's their big thing because uh, mm-hmm. like here's the thing if if you're the liberal party in the united states and there's a socialist country that is outclassing you in every conceivable fucking metric imaginable in terms of governance economy finance uh social status within your country whatever the only reasonable thing to do is to start an international slander campaign against them with the rest <laughs> of the old guard of the capitalist bourgeoisie. So you drum up your friends from Germany, you mm-hmm. drum up your friends from Great Britain and from France and from all of the other colonizer countries and from the client states, from the Israel, from the Australia. I love including Australia in the client state list because mm-hmm. it belongs there. That's right. And, Absolutely. And, and, and you just, you just run an old fashioned smear campaign and you say the most racist shit you can think of and you pretend like it's normal. And because because you're the New York Times, people will act like it's normal and not just normal, but a respectable and correct opinion to have. Mm-hmm. Also, have you seen a raccoon dog? They are adorable. Tanuki? Is They're that what so a raccoon cute. dog is? I think I, so. A cursory glance it's at like another name. For makes me I think. think that yes, they're like a canid that resembles a Western raccoon, and that's why they're named that. But they're really cute. Oh, they're super cute. Okay. Yeah. So I think they're distinct from Tanuki or Tanuki is a type so what, of them. What, the, what, the, what mm. the Western state media is basically telling you right now is look at this adorable animal. The Chinese eat them and that's why COVID happened. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like that, that's what they're saying to you. That's, do you believe that? Do you do you really honestly buy that for a second? Just come in like a, like a scare commercial by the CIA. And it's like, you wouldn't eat a capybara. You wouldn't <laughs> eat a quokka. <laughs> I don't you know, even know what that is. It's Look funny, up a quokka. They're so cute. I don't know, how, like, to, oh, I don't know little, how to spell it. That little bird or whatever, the quokka? No, no, it's, it's like a little furry animal. It's Q-U-O-K-K-A. And they're threatened because they live in a region oh, where they have no natural so predators. So and cute. so they are not scared of people. He does a little and smile. people oh. are a little bit too friendly, which is a problem for the quokka. But they can't defend themselves because they literally don't know how to fight. Mm. Okay, so there's something called a macropod, which is a family of marsupials that includes kangaroos, wallabies, adorable. It's a quokka and a wallaby. <laughs> wallaroos. A wallaroo is apparently a <laughs> cross between a kangaroo and a wallaby. That's possible. That's, Australia is not a real place. Come That's on. some made up Australian shit. Yeah, they're yeah. just messing with us to see if we'll Get believe me. that a wallaroo exists. Uh, me, 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 ma'am was a kangaroo and me dad was a wallaby. wallaby. So they call me a wallaroo. I'm Wally the Wallaroo. Nice to make your acquaintance. <laughs> Shut up, Australia. Yeah, fuck get off. Bent. You lost you, a word of birds. You, you deserve it. <laughs> you st- stupid 
To be fair, though, actually, sense. people like to give them shit for the emu war, but like, I would love to see like you and your boys try to take down a bunch of emus. You would get your asses. I would simply snap their tough. necks. I wouldn't think of no. like turkeys. <laughs> the word "simply" doing a lot of heavy lifting. I would. I would brandish. <laughs> I would brandish my scimitar. Yeah, yeah. Go Highlander on them. Yeah, I'm that's, sure that's going to work in the dusty old fucking no, outback. I, I could, or they can run away from you for a hundred miles. <laughs> I, I would be the the. Emus would see me coming and they will have heard of me and, and they will know that my name means death. They'll the know, birds know my reputation precedes me. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, apparently there's more banks imploding. Uh, oh, yeah, Credit Suisse um, has been on a landslide for Credit like weeks now. I thought they um, made like uh, snack cakes, like your yeah. ho-hos, ding, <laughs> yeah, yeah. ding-dongs. <laughs> um, so the, the French Central Bank is uh, apparently uh, bailing them out, um, which is like, you're going to see this all over the place. Like the, the global financial system is uh imploding and uh the governments of the world are printing money mm-hmm. in order to bail out these banks that they have deemed too big to fail right in the united states we're printing money to bail out uh, silicon valley bank and a handful of other regional banks that are going to go bust over the next couple of weeks months whatever mm-hmm. and uh, and that goes back to what you said earlier chris about inflation right like Inflation is two things. One, the government prints money. And mm-hmm. two, because there's more money in circulation, right? Because the government prints money, right? And then, as you said, Chris, uh, companies uh, charge more for goods and services. So mm-hmm. the inflation, and, and then because companies are charging more for goods and services, the buying power of uh, people is, working people is decreased. Mm-hmm. And labor power is also decreased because companies can then pay more because the money supply is inflated and uh, it doesn't increase buying power. So uh, a, a raise is effectively not a, an increase in, in buying power or yeah. uh, a, a, a good thing for, uh, I mean, it's, it's not a good thing. It's just keeping up with inflation, right? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, but not even so just barely keeping up. Well, so like I got a pretty substantial behind. raise last year and like, uh, pff, I'm saving doesn't less feel, money yeah, this year than I was last year. Yeah. 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 You got to have like five side hustles to even have uh, a, a like slight shot at the, the lifestyle that was basically just gifted to the boomers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so basically that's what all these bank implosions are. Um, it's uh, it's, it's first off, it is um, the banks themselves uh, taking on riskier, riskier bets. And then it is also uh, a, an effort to consolidate finance, right? And as, uh, as banks implode, they're bought by bigger banks and uh, more power gets consolidated into these colossal trillion dollar financial institutions with these massive balance sheets to the point where if one of them fails or multiple, multiple of them fail, uh, the government does have to come in once again and bail them out, print more money, mm-hmm. decrease your buying power. Uh, it is, it is a colossal scam. And, uh, yeah, it, it's very difficult to imagine a way to break free of it. The phrase bailout is so funny because where it comes from is you're literally bailing water out mm-hmm. of a sinking ship. But bailing out a bank is just giving them money. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, really it's not really a bailout. It's yeah. more like a here's money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, also- the government comes in and buys the junk assets that the bank gambled on and lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they also like either are like doing something very slightly different this time or just like are saying they are 
just so that annoying sycophants can be like, well, they're not actually bailing them out because they're, yeah, they're you know, lying. The, the taxpayers aren't footing any of the bill. And like mm, they're lying back in the day, that was like it felt like a stupid argument, too, because it's like even if the banks eventually pay it back, an interest free loan is free money. Yeah. And I think they're just depending on people like not understanding that to like say like, well, they don't actually g- keep any money from the government. The government gets it back with no interest. So therefore they didn't, they didn't, it doesn't matter that they gave them a bunch of money. Yeah. Next time they do something like the PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program, mm-hmm. I whole, wholly endorse whatever grift you can figure out to get some of that cash. Like if they're printing money, like it shouldn't all go to the big corporations. Like get yourself some of that. Right. Yeah. Uh, our, this is all a parody in Minecraft. I wrote uh, a chat GPT bot that starts LLCs. And <laughs> <PPP> <laughs> takes out unsecured yeah. business loans. Yeah. Yeah. Look, our Just, podcast needs some extra. Remember if the Mueller report can get fucking PPP loans to keep the yeah. podcast going. Yeah. We can. Podcast Mueller. She wrote. That's un- unbelievable. We really That's should have applied hilarious. for PPP loans. I, know. For yeah, I didn't podcast. realize it was so easy. <laughs> yeah. Who fucking knew it was so fucking easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of things I don't fucking know about, let's talk a little bit about the propaganda war going on between Ukraine and Russia right now. Mm-hmm. And there was just an article I saw in the Kiev Post, which is assuredly not a good source of information, but it says, quote, stop masturbating and go to the front. Russian mercenary <laughs> group, Russian mercenary group Wagner launches porn site recruitment drive. Oh my God. So one, I, I instinctively believe that this could be a lie. This might not be a real thing that happened, but sure, this yeah. is kind of like the worst people <laughs> you know saying something bad about the other worst people you know like the the mercenary mm-hmm. group wagner from russia is terrible like it's you know it's just russian um blackwater it's mm-hmm. yeah just it's as PMC. bad yeah it's pmc yeah. and so support supposedly they launched a short-lived recruitment drive on pornhub with ads that urged men to quote stop masturbating and go to the front to which i only have to say do you think soldiers don't jerk off <laughs> Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever... If you told me the sun was going to rise in the West tomorrow, I would believe it more readily than soldiers ain't jerking it. Yeah, yeah you're telling me a bunch of people that in a highly male group in a stressful situation with time to kill who might be about to die at any moment aren't watching the most disgusting porn you can think of? Of course they are. <laughs> Imagine seeing these ads and you're already on the front. Like you're in the Donbass and you're just trying yeah. to rub one out and it's like, go to the front. Stop jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> Don't distract me. I can't me. give you everything. <laughs> no, 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 no. They're gonna... No, no, that's... So So, the, so now that like uh, the Ukraine war has devolved into basically like trench warfare with drones, mm. the first people up over the side of the trench are going to be the gooners. We're <laughs> yeah. sending in the gooner division, folks. <laughs> They fear nothing because they're they're emptying out their balls so often. It's yeah, also come just, out of your goon cave and go fight for your country. It's also so funny to me that like every country has a version of sexual pathology funneled into their like military complex. Like here, it's like if you want to go to college and be able to afford a muscle car, mm-hmm. you you yeah. should join the military. But in Russia, they're just like, what are you doing at home, jerking your dick? <laughs> yeah. Go shoot the gun. <laughs> Yeah, in the United States, it's like, uh, yeah, if you want to have a 20-year-old wife, pump a baby in her, go off to war, she immediately cheats on you, and you come back, and there's another kid that's not yours, but also you have a Dodge Charger. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you could you could fight. In Russia, it's basically like, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's just Plato's cave, but it's a goon yeah. cave. <laughs> 
And then uh, as long as we're talking about people's online predilections, uh, the big thing on Twitter today is that Twitter is now showing bookmarks as one of its stats. So oh now you can God. see how many people have bookmarked a tweet, which is something that people only do for normal, non-sexual reason. You know, I thought this was really weird. And so I looked at one of my old tweets. I was like, I was looking at some of my old tweets that would have weird bookmarks. And I did like mm-hmm. one of those fake online IQ tests and 15 people bookmarked my fake online IQ test results. Wow. Who are those people? What are, why are they bookmarking that? <laughs> they weren't bookmarking like a link to the IQ test to take it later. It no, was they just were like bookmarking they a screenshot your... of my results. Were they like people who are like, if I ever get into a debate with this asshole, yeah. I'll know yeah. exactly what I'll know exactly what strat to use based on his verbal spatial results. <laughs> results or something yeah yeah i, feel like I have sometimes bookmarked stuff twitter by, strategy <laughs> i feel like i've bookmarked stuff just by accident at some where do you even see your bookmarks is it in like this, your uh you oh, here we go open, bookmarks yeah uh, this I got me looking any, at my okay. bookmarks and all of my bookmarks were like how to have better posture when you're sitting at your computer mm-hmm. uh what foods to eat to have a healthy gut biome i'm like damn i bookmark so much self-help stuff but it's always like i'm bookmarking to look at it later and then i never look at it later and i'm like mm-hmm. yeah i'm uh, i'm sitting myself up to be healthy eventually when i get ar- <laughs> when i get around to it someday i'll feel like reading the shit and then yeah. it's over for you guys <laughs> my only bookmark is uh somebody's reply to one of my tweets that i do not even remember liking so <laughs> god fucking knows how i ended up bookmarking it i'm gonna assume my phone was open in my pocket <laughs> yeah it is very fun. like i have to assume that this kind of stuff is just like elon has both like changed up Twitter drastically for the worse and also fired anyone who could fix it or like implement new features effectively. Or so tell him that he's had a bad idea. Yeah, that too. No, <laughs> no one who's left is going to tell him anything that he doesn't want to hear. So he's left with just like throwing out ideas and tell someone's like, we could do that. And I assume the number of bookmarks was just like already a hidden stat somewhere mm-hmm. or a thing that was like pretty trivial to uh, gain yeah. access to. So someone was like, what if we just display that? We're already showing them the views. How about we just add the bookmarks and whatever else to, the, to a tweet? I, I have an interesting theory about this, right? A lot okay. of a lot of like self-help gurus and uh, like um, people who are like hustle culture guys, they make threads, right? They mm-hmm. do threads and then at the end of the thread, they sell you their course or their book on diet or exercise or whatever. I think what this is, is like Twitter is... Uh, you know, hemorrhaging advertising money. Um, I think that Twitter is pivoting towards an advertising model of like actual guys that will put together a persona and then sell you a product. And what, what the bookmark metric is shows you how many people are bookmarking the thread that you made to come back to it later. And, uh, I think that this is geared towards content creators and, uh, and like people who want to push an offer or a product or yeah. a drop shipping mm. thing. Yeah, and, that makes sense. Uh, it's designed to be a metric to show you how many like leads you've generated with your thread. Pretty yeah. soon, uh, Twitter will just be a website for 10,000 internal sales agents to sell products to one another. And there will <laughs> only be one guy posting jokes in one dusty little corner of the website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, speaking of being the last person on the internet being funny, this has been your Beep Beep Lettuce for the week. Thank you so much for listening to our ramblings. If you want to help the show a little bit more, you can support us on Patreon and get some exclusive bonus episodes. They're really good, I promise. Uh, if you're not in the Discord, hop in there. Check out my other show, Work Stoppage. Check out Bryn's other show, Generation Loss. Check out Todd's shop, Doomer.shop. I got new shirts. It looks like the Bud Light logo, but instead it says Bub Life, and it's got it a says, monster truck it on it. Says, it says A Bug's Life, and it has Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall in the lead Oh, and I got a new Ted role. Kaczynski design, too. Nice. Ah, so, <laughs> yeah, it's got dollar bills and guns. I don't think he ever had lots of cash or used guns, but I thought it looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> May as well fucking yeah, go for that's it. What's Real important. gangster SpongeBob hours. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, as always, we love you. Stay high. Goodbye. Keep beeping. That's and it. Beep on you. Goodbye. Goodbye.